really what we do here at LA Retirement Group is give people a proven process to let them walk through to discover how they made decisions in the past. And through discovering how we made decisions in the past, we can help identify, is that process that you use, is it sound? help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Well, welcome to another episode of Your Retirement Elevated. I'm Walter Storholt alongside the great team at Elevated Retirement Group, co-founder and managing partner Scott Dugan, serving you throughout the KC metro area, but also with clients all across the country, wherever you're listening today. Thanks for being with us. You can check us out online by going to listentoscott.com for past episodes and more information, as well as show notes and links to important things that we talk about here on the program. Scott, great to be with you once again, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful, Walter. How are you? If only the listeners knew what it took to do today's show. <laughs> I got to say, Walter is a technology ninja. <laughs> He's a problem solver. We got it done. Remote working and, uh, you know, basically flying blind with the exchange of a couple of pictures. We were able to put all the, uh, all the buttons and all the knobs and all of the cables back in the right place. Right, Scott? Thank goodness for smartphones. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, too funny. Well, I'm glad that we were able to get connected and uh, be able to knock out this episode because for somebody, Scott, I think this is going to be a really important topic. Um, you know, we've got a lot of upheaval in the world right now. The economy, you look at the stock market some days and it seems like you would think there wasn't a worldwide pandemic going on, but yet we hear stories of unemployment and the problems people are having with just trying to make it day to day, even those who have been in good positions across the country. We're hearing about layoffs and problems and struggles for lots of companies and industries right now. And so we wanted to discuss that on the program today and talk about if you have recently been laid off and you're close to retirement, some of the things that you can do. And I guess, Scott, we could probably expand this conversation to folks who may be nervous that maybe they haven't been laid off yet, but that they might fall into that category. Oh, exactly. I think that's very common place, you know, because with so much disruption, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unpredictability, and you're seeing, you know, people being laid off or furloughed. Uh, you're seeing some companies offer early retirement. Uh, we're seeing that quite a bit here in Kansas City. Uh, for example, Hallmark cards, uh, quite a bit of uh, severance packages going out from there. So yeah, it, it's uh, it's never fun when it's unplanned, and I think the biggest thing you can do is just get, you know, take a deep breath and follow a process to make sure you know what your options are and make sure that you're making decisions that are fact-based and logical, not emotional-based decisions. That's a great point. And so we have a 10-step layoff survival guide that Scott and the Elevated Retirement Group team have put together for you. And by the way, we're going to make this available to you. So if you want to follow along with it while you listen to the show or check it out after the fact, uh, and you want to see it in writing, you can go download this for free. We're making it available to you. Just go to listentoscott.com and click on today's episode or check the description of today's show, and you'll see a link to this resource. Again, the 10-step layoff survival guide, but we're going to go through it on the program today and make sure that you are prepared. So step number one, Scott, is to keep calm and take it one step at a time. Often we forget that that's the most important piece of advice, I think. Just take a breath and try not to jump into any decisions right off the bat. Oh, definitely. You don't want to freak out. That's one of the 
when the most the worst thing you could do. So you want to just take a deep breath and go through the process we laid out. And and people like seven steps, ten steps types of uh, of checklists. And that's why we put those together was just to first take a deep breath and then collect yourself. And we can start moving through the process to determine where are you, what what are the decisions you're going to have to make in the short term and in the long term and make sure you just go methodically through these to make sure you're going to make the right decision that's best for you and your family. So keep calm. Step number one, that should be relatively easy for us all to follow. Uh, next step is uh, where, you know, a little bit of homework enters the equation, but it's important if you haven't done this already that then determine your living expenses. We need to figure out what we need to make work each month from this point. Uh, definitely. And before you start believing that the world as you know, it has ended, uh, we simply really need to sit down and figure out what does it take for you to survive? And unfortunately, most people don't have a good idea of what it really costs to financially take care of their lifestyle. And if you've listened to the podcast before, we're always going to break those things down into essential expenses and discretionary expenses. And so we really want to focus making sure we know where the money that we need for things that are essential, like utilities, mortgage, insurance, things like that, uh, versus discretionary, which is fun stuff, which has been kind of tough in 2020 to do the fun stuff. It's hard to get out there and, and do that. But yeah, to determine you know, what does it take financially to pay for your lifestyle? Uh, my wife and I do this every couple of months. We say, what are we spending in food lately? <laughs> we'll go and calculate it. And it's always a nice reminder to say, oh, that's a lot. We should... If we really needed to cut back, we could probably significantly reduce that food budget, you know, and and sometimes we make the conscious choice to go ahead and do that. Well, why don't we make a few habit changes and start saving, you know, $200 a month on our food budget if we just do this, this, and this a little bit differently? Oh, absolutely. It's one of those, we cut the cable cord a while back because I realized that as we're going through our uh, yearly kind of checkup, uh, we realized that, wow, that... um, we spend almost a house payment per year to have cable. Yeah. And when you start putting it in terms like that, it's like, oh, well, that adds up. Yeah. We don't, do we really need all these 800 channels? And the answer is no. We've seemed to survive without it. That's right. Yeah. Same thing. Um, cell phone bill. You know, could you be paying less for your cell phone bill? Do you really use all the data that you use? Those kinds of things. Always good to take stock of that. Also, this isn't necessarily a conversation, I think, Scott, of, uh, you know, how to survive. I mean, I know this is the layoff survival guy, but mm. maybe it's not a conversation of, okay, well, how do I have enough beans and rice to make it to the next day? But more so just of a, what are the things that we need to do to make sure that we don't bleed through our savings? Can we extend our savings a little bit more um, during this, you know, time of uncertainty too? You may have a decent amount saved up, but you could still follow some of these principles that we're going through. Oh, sure. And, and the conversations I'm having right now with our clients that are still working, and you know we help them with their financial plan. We're seeing a lot of our clients come to us and say, "Hey, we we want to run the scenarios to see, well, what if we didn't retire in two years? What if we retired at the end of this year?" So running those scenarios to see is it feasible to go ahead and leave paid work a year or two earlier because of the stresses. Uh, you know we have a lot of uh, clients in the medical industry. And obviously that could be a stressful situation, you know, for a lot of them. And so I've got a few clients that are going to retire early uh, from the medical profession uh, just because they, the plan can support it. And so it's always 
really important to understand where you stand. And like number three, you want to create an inventory of your resources and your resources are really, you know, what are your, what's your savings look like? You know, what's your savings, checking, 401k, IRA, all those investment accounts and any additional assets that you have out there. What do we have to work with? Because those resources, if we leave paid work, those have to fill in the income gap. So we want to make sure we've got a good handle on what our resources are. And once we do that, you know, we go to step four, which is add in your severance pay. And so I'm pretty sure the word severance was the uh, first word I learned as a baby, by the way, Scott, with uh, <laughs> a, a mom in HR who talked about her work a lot. Um, I remember hearing that word maybe more than any other word growing up. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. She was always talking about severance packages. That's, yeah. that, was, that was common vernacular in the storehold house growing up. That's hilarious. Well, and it's uh, especially with the buyouts that we're seeing. Yeah, uh, a lot of these are a, basically come up to about a twelve-month salary that's paid out to them, and so that's going to get them through you know the next twelve months. And then we, in our planning process, you know, once that severance package ends, then you have to decide: uh, does it make sense to start Social Security? Does it make sense to start distributing money from your savings, your IRA, your Roth, wherever it may be, to start filling the income gap? So that severance, uh, you want to make sure that's almost a bridge. And so it gets us another 12 months into the future before we have to rely upon our retirement savings. And uh, that's step number four. Add in that severance pay if that was available to you at the time of the uh, the layoff and when you went unemployed. And then step number five is a big one and one that's also kind of constantly changing here, Scott. I know and you can put something in print, but it then may change the very next day with everything that's been going on in the pandemic. And that's getting a good understanding of how unemployment benefits work and what's available to you there. Right. And just a brief primer, really unemployment insurance programs depends on the state you know in which you work. But on average, that benefit's going to replace roughly 40 to 45 percent of your weekly income and those checks normal times range from 12 to 26 weeks obviously these are very strange times uh, you've seen a federal increase in uh, extra uh, 600 per week and you know in addition to the state benefit and then expired july 31st uh, there's been talk of extending that program. They have not decided on that. But it, if you're in a situation where you're not ready to retire and you're going to go out there and you know be in the workforce, look for something else, and maybe didn't get a severance, uh, then unemployment may be a part of the overall picture. We're halfway through the guide. And again, you can download this. Just check the show notes or the description of today's show, and we'll have a link to this PDF. Um, another excellent, pretty PDF, by the way. Mm -hmm. Elevated Retirement Group, best in the game when it comes to putting together these <laughs> guides, I'll tell you what. Uh, step number six, learn about your health insurance options. I know like for uh, you know, just, just family members that I know, this would be obviously a very big um, concern. I would imagine for anybody close to retirement, Healthcare needs usually start ramping up a little bit when you get to that mm -hmm. point in life. And that's it. You know, having that health insurance coverage through work is a big deal. It definitely is. You know, prior to the, the pandemic, a lot of people were making decisions to continue to work up to 65 just to help mitigate the cost of health insurance because it's, it's pricey. And so if you're laid off, you're likely going to lose your benefits. 
you may be eligible for COBRA benefits. Uh, that's an acronym for Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. Uh, remember that for your next... Uh, well done, sir. <laughs> yes. I, I read that. I didn't have it memorized. Oh, okay. But, I was going to uh, say. So in essence, lets you take or keep your benefits, uh, your health insurance benefits. You're just going to foot the bill for it. Pretty expensive, right? It, it is, yeah, because yeah, it's the... The employer portion is no longer paid. So you're, again, you're taking care of all of that. And so that coverage extends for a limited period of time. That's 18 to 36 months, and that's depending upon various circumstances. And again, it's, it's a high cost. Now, because of the CARES Act, what happened, those that have lost their health insurance due to job loss during the 2020 coronavirus pandemic will qualify for something called a special enrollment period that's available through the Federal Healthcare Exchange website. That's the healthcare.gov. That's going to give you 60 days to enroll, uh, possibly allowing you to find a cheaper health insurance option. You know, this pre-65, it's a precarious time for health insurance. You know, COBRA, a lot of people are going to use that or the exchange you get till 65. Once you get to 65, it's a much more streamlined process with Medicare, Medicare Supplement, Medicare Advantage, uh, a lot easier to navigate and potentially less expensive once you get to 65. It becomes a bridge the gap kind of goal and scenario, it sounds like. Uh, step number seven, get a new Social Security estimate. Why would that be something you would do at layoff moment? Well, because you, uh, depending on your age, once you reach 62, uh, you could potentially access the benefits. So you want to just look at what your projections are because, you know, big part of financial planning is figuring out your math problem. Uh, we've got to look at all of these pieces of the puzzle before we make recommendations and before we really land on a solid decision. I can see why Social Security would be one of those things that can help bridge the gap. What about uh, step number eight? I see consider a lump sum payment, just another way to fill that gap. It is. You know, there's Some people are fortunate that they may have a pension program at their employer. And we've really got to look at what makes the most sense. Uh, do you want to just receive an income stream uh, for as long as you live or as long as you and your spouse, one of you is alive? That's a traditional pension. And when you do that and you accept that lifetime payment, you're giving up control of the principal. And now you own those payments. And so if maximum cash flow and predictable cash flow is a priority, you may want to look at that. But if your situation is a little more complex, uh, there are some tax planning pieces that you need to look at. Uh, taking that pension and rolling it over into an IRA and then using that those dollars to create a pension or you, that you really want to get as much tax-free income as possible. If you think about selecting a pension payment, well, that's always going to be taxable for the rest of your life. And if you take that lump sum, you do have the ability to do some tax planning, maybe convert part of that to a Roth, maybe convert some of that to a LERP. And so you could potentially have tax-free income down the road. So again, we want to find out what are all your options? Some people can only take the monthly income. Some people have both options. Let's just weigh those to find out what's best for your situation. I think a kid called me a lerp on the schoolyard one time, Scott. I, I thought it was a derogatory term, but it sounds like he was just trying to educate me about the financial world. No, I'm pretty sure it was derogatory <laughs> in your situation. 
<laughs> different context than this one. You're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Maybe my favorite term, a lerp. Uh, that's a good yes. one. Uh, all right, we're almost through the uh, steps here. Step nine, determine if, uh, you know, maybe we don't need to fill that gap with all these different things. Scott, uh, there's always the option of, you know, go find some more work. Yeah, and, and it depends. You know, people uh, like my client who's in, been in the medical profession for many, many years, you know, when I talk to him, he goes, I'm, he goes, the end of the year, he goes, I'm done. He goes, I'm masked up, gowned up, gloved up, face shield up. He goes, I just, just the constant stress. And he goes, I just, I've had enough, you know, I've got over three decades here. And he goes, if my, if our plan will let us do it, he goes, I want to do it. And we ran the numbers and I said, well, here's the, here's the result. Uh, You've got enough cash flow to do it. So it's totally feasible if you wanted to, to to punch the clock and be out at the end of the year. So other people say, you know what, hey, I'm I'm leaving this profession, and some people like to pursue other things. Um, you know, we talked about Hallmark cards. I've got a client, I've been an artist uh, working in the corporate world, um, got a severance after many uh, few, several decades there, and decided to set up shop and have a, their own own business run out of their home. So they really wanted to stay involved with art. They wanted to be involved with people and projects. It just is a different situation and it doesn't have, sometimes it doesn't come with as much stress as a normal uh, corporate position. So yeah, just determine, do you want to go back? Do you have to go back? Those are nice things to figure out what the right choice is for you. Last but not least, you know, if this happens to you, if you get laid off or have been laid off and you're close to retirement, we'd consider that, I think, a a major life event, you know, that's maybe not up on there with the scale of divorce or the death of a spouse and those kinds of things, but it's pretty big. Um, especially when it's close to retirement, because we all know that there's, you know, maybe that going back to work option, even if you want to do that, sometimes that's easier said than done for folks who are in this position. And with any major life event comes emotions, and it can be a very emotional time. And that's why through all these steps, always go back to step one, remain calm. But Scott, that can be very difficult to do on your own because when the emotions get involved, sometimes it's hard to keep yourself in check, stay calm, and make good decisions. And so that's why step 10, if you're struggling to walk through these other steps all on your own, it's just always a good reminder to you know seek a professional opinion and get somebody to help shepherd you through the process. Totally agree. And we spent a lot of time talking about the ins and outs, the details, uh, you know, getting these numbers and this number. And we talk a lot about this in the podcast. Uh, We talk a lot about this in the classes that we teach, what we used to teach at universities and colleges, uh, which I'm happy to say will be virtual here uh, next month. But really what we do here at LA Retirement Group is give people a proven process to let them walk through to discover how they made decisions in the past. And through discovering how we made decisions in the past, we can help identify, is that process that you use, is it sound? And did those decisions turn out in your best interest? And we need to help our clients identify are we using myths, misconceptions, misunderstanding, or they're missing pieces of information that are keeping us from making good decisions? I would say that this entire pandemic has been an example of misinformation, missing information, miscommunication. Uh, it, I think 
at no other time have people been more confused about the information they're receiving. And so right now, people don't need access to more information. What people really need is a process to help determine what is the information they need to focus on and what information affects them in their decision-making process. So again, find out how we've made decisions in the past and looking forward, making sure we've got a sound decision-making process to go forward. So we talk about all the pluses and minuses of any decision, have those conversations before you commit, before you make commitments with your hard-earned dollars. And so I think that's one thing I want to stress is we do the best when we can take a deep breath, look at things objectively, quantify where we are, thoroughly understand where we want to go, and make sure that we look at all the details and, again, make logical, fact-based decisions that are truly in our best interest. These 10 steps are a framework to follow to help make sure that you make good decisions going forward. So I'd like to just leave you with that. Just stress, I can't stress that enough. Good decision-making is key in almost all aspects of financial planning. If you need any help, guidance, assistance with planning for retirement, planning for your financial future, you can always reach out to Scott Dugan and the Your Retirement Elevated team. Uh, All you have to do is give a call to 913-393-4724. Again, that's 913-393-4724. Or you can go online to listentoscott.com. That's listentoscott.com. That's where we have past uh, episodes of the podcast and where you can get in touch with the team via the website as well. That's listentoscott.com. And you can check the description in the show notes of today's episode for the link to this PDF that we talked about on today's show, this downloadable guide, a free resource for you if you want to be reminded of that 10-step layoff survival guide. Uh, Have you been laid off close to retirement? These are the 10 steps that can help you decide your next move. So if you want to get that in writing and look it over some more and get some more details, please go ahead and download it and use it. Uh, It's there for you to uh, turn to. Just check the description of today's show for a link. Scott, thank you so much for the help and the guidance on today's show. We'll look forward to another chat with you soon. All right. Take care, Walter. That's another podcast in the books with Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.